happy birthday. And a happy birthday to you as well. I'm I'm curtsying deeply in oh, our house. I am a bowing and also a happy birthday to Raven Simone. Oh, <laughs> Raven. That's so Raven. She is our she is our Raven. celebrity triplet, as it were, born mm-hmm. the same day of the year as we are. So happy birthday, Raven, and um, and happy birthday to you, Sienna, and uh, yeehaw. It's a big one. Is it? Yes. In the way that, like, every birthday is a big birthday when you're a twin. Yes, but also in the way that we are turning ye old 29 years old. Milady, and- I'm seeing it again. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and that feels like a significant age, a final year of 20 something. Yeah, I guess I'm just like, you know, it's like turning 20 when it's like, this is cool and all, but we all know the big birthdays next year. <laughs> I suppose, um, in me here, Speaking of twins having birthdays, we get a little bit of that in the book that we read for very, this uh, this week's podcast. Very smooth transition, Alexa. I'm curtsying again. There's going to be a lot so of curtsying here. Deep the birthday, bow. the birthday podcast is mostly formalities. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I am drinking a very fancy Orange Dream craft soda. Um, Ooh! In celebration of this evening um and also in celebration of the night circus because it feels like something it feels like one of the magical circus foods that would have been served at the night circus and i am drinking the leftover woodford reserve that mom left at my house like eight months ago Hmm, tasty i paired it with a lovely uh a peach and ginger tea i brewed yesterday and so it's like an iced tea with some leftover mom booze Happy birthday to us. Mm, fancy pants. Um, anywho, so uh, that was our roundabout way of saying that for this week's podcast, we are going to talk about The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. That's Aaron with an E. Yes, we read this book this week. We finished a book in like a week, you guys, even though we had definitely two full weeks to read it. I finished this book in a day you guys i waited (laughs) until yesterday to start and finish this book but we've read it a couple times before so it's uh it's pretty easy to be breeze this was actually my only second oh the only the second time i've read it i believe Mm. really yeah i think so i think i just i just don't read though (laughs) is the thing i realized it's december right it's our birthday podcast and I realized that this year is going to end and three out of the four books I will have read this year would have been for this podcast. Dang, that is not a brag. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I don't read. I don't know. It's just like not a part of my adult life. Wow, that's wild. It's Um, good news because that means (laughs) next year I'll read probably like 12 books and they'll all be for the podcast. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
I kept a detailed reading log of every day that I read this year, as well we as the get days it. where I finished She's books. She's an English major. So if anyone cares to take a gander at the books I've read this year, I will not be sharing it because that's personal. Oh, so I guess I shouldn't tell them then that if they want that, they can tweet at us uh, at Twitch's <laughs> podcast or uh, on Instagram at Twitch's podcast. Slide into our DMs. We had a DM this week, Alexa. Do you want to hear about it? Did we? So Really? Yes, please. Last week we had our FAQ episode, right? Or two weeks ago, we had our, our FAQ episode and we had like some good responses from that. We had two different people who suggested video games for us to play and two of them said the same video game. They both mm-hmm. suggested it's called The Witcher. So, um... Oh, I think I know that one. I think Caleb has mentioned that one before. I think he mentioned it when, um, when we were talking about the covenant and the like, uh, little creatures, the like shadowling, darkling creatures or something. He said, I think that's a video game that they're in. So okay. So maybe we play that. Not anytime soon, so don't get your hopes up like for that to be our next episode, but <laughs> maybe we have that on the back burner. But yeah. Um, oh, yes. And then the second person who reached out to us was actually dear friend of the podcast and uh, Instagram follower, Sophie. Oh, so hey. Uh- Sophie's getting married this upcoming weekend. Yes. Happy wedding weekend, Sophie. Happy, a big shout out to the soon-to-be-happy missus. Um, But she sent us a picture of um, the spot in Twinsburg where they host that twin festival. So, thank you. Well, you'll have to send that over to me. Sienna runs the Insta, so I don't get to see the cool stuff. I mean, it's... We use the same password for everything, so you can log in if you want, all right? Oh, okay, cool. I did not know that, <laughs> and now everyone knows that, so. <laughs> I didn't tell them what the password was. I just said. It's Twinsburg, we... you guys. <laughs> okay, well, now we have to change it. <laughs> all right, so that's neat. I'm glad that uh, that you guys are listening out there. Um, and I was going to dive into a quick overview of the Night Circus before we get to talking about it. Take it away, English majorette. Oh, nope. Not uh, this is another, it's term. another curtsy. Sorry. I didn't, ah. okay. I need to know that anytime my voice goes like that, I'm definitely, I'm wearing y'all, um, as promised, we dressed up in black and white with a splash of red to record this. I'm wearing a big tool skirt. So I'm doing a lot of a uh, skirt play that is not going to translate in this medium. Wow. Um, it's actually still cold here in Nashville, so I am wearing a black sweater as promised. Um, and uh, it's just, it's hard to dress up when it's cold. You guys know this. You don't want to like take layers off. It's no good. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. If, in case you guys didn't know, Alex and I, I know we make it sound like we're recording in the same house every week, moving room to room, but we actually don't live in the same place, so. No, that would be bedlam. That would be insanity. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So a brief overview of the Night Circus for anyone who hasn't read or for those who have and just need a quick recap. Um, the Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern is a book about a magical circus that is exclusively black and white. Um, and it is also a love story about the two people that build this circus tent by tent as a form of a magical competition that they were bound into as children. These two are Celia and Marco, um, and over the course of time, they do fall in love as they create this circus for each other. Um, Le Cirque de Rêve. The ma magic of the circus. <laughs> Le Cirque de Rêve. The real magic of the circus comes in all the descriptions of the various tents and snacks <laughs> and people that populate it. Um, characters. It's really a fantastic read. My copy is very well worn um, and it has been frequently lent out to people as I have enthusiastically endorsed this book. It's I, so good. I was literally going to say that earlier when I was like, I think this is only the second time I read it, but it's because it's literally never in my home. <laughs> like I'm constantly giving this book to other people to read. Like and, and so I actually anyone, genuinely have already promised it out to someone before this episode goes up. So I have to, I guess, figure out how to get that to them tonight. Nice. Um, yeah, I'd say anyone who grew up as a Harry Potter kid would, um, would enjoy this, would enjoy this book. It it's really, delightful. it's magical. It's, um, go ahead. It, it's very extremely high imagination factor. It is. It hits all of the senses. That's clearly one of the ongoing ideas of it is that she always makes sure to mention smell along with sight and taste and everything else. Alexa, do you know why, like this, like what prompted this book being written? I do not know. So I was doing some research on it and it was originally written for and bear with me, this is the first I had learned of this thing's existence, but NaNoWriMo, do you know what that is? National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rude. We get it. She's an English major. No, I just, it's, you know, anyone who has ever tacked on the title of writer to their being has heard of and or attempted to participate in and or fully ridiculed National Novel Writing Month, which is November. I think. Where, uh, where do you fall on that spectrum? Um, I think it's a valiant effort. And if it gets the creative juices flowing, then by all means, go for it. I think as long as you come in uh, with a heavy-handed editor in the month of December, then why not? <laughs> yeah, well, this book uh, was originally written for National Novel Writing Month. Wow, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that was a thing, so it seemed a lot cooler to me than it probably does to you. But <laughs> No, it, it is cool. Uh, every November 1st, I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I think, I don't know if it's so much about finishing a novel in a single month as it is about, you know, churning out a lot of creative content. Get those juices flowing. Exactly. Like Inktober. 
Exactly. But um, if I may, it's like a less catchy name than Inktober. <laughs> That's fair. I think a bunch of writers could come up with something a right? catchier. Like Nano Rimo? Come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, look, it is what it is. And it's it's pretty popular. I don't know. Maybe next year. That's a lie. I won't do it next year. Either. Everybody, if you are later listening to this podcast and you're just starting out or you started over from the beginning and you're binging or something and you hear this and it's November, tweet at us so that I can remind Alexa that she should do it. Okay. <laughs> No, good. I don't need that pressure. <laughs> this is happening. Um, yeah, enough. so basically it's uh, a game of chess that takes place via a circus where basically two really horrible men uh, bet the lives of two literal children uh, for this game of uh, circus chess-ish. Yes. And I will say, although we are twitches and we principally talk about witches, they actually only mention the word witch once in this book. Really? Do you know who it's about? Isabel? It is about uh, Tante Padva. (gasps) So one of our characters is this former prima ballerina who is just this glamorous. She's goals. She's goals glamorous older woman um and she designs all the costumes for the circus so she's technically i suppose not magical herself in the way that this book tackles magic and illusion and you know manipulation of the senses but um the only time they use the word witch is referring to her in terms of a beautiful gown she has designed and Marco, our main dude, says, I think she's a witch. And I mean that in the most complimentary manner. Damn. <laughs> so she is technically the only one labeled as a witch, but it is fully about um, it's magic. magic. It's about magic. It's about um, they, they sort of consider magic to be a childish word, but illusions and manipulations and tricking people about what they see and it's guys it's just so well done like even if you like me don't read a lot this book is so fun to read like it is really like a workout for your imagination it is um and a workout for your vocabulary and Along those lines, I have a little quiz for you. No, I don't want to do this. It's magic vocabulary. It's fun. Oh, I literally was about to be like, oh, well, when I see big words in books, I don't know. (laughs) I just go, I just skip over them and use context clues to figure out what they mean. It's fun. I promise. Because we'll get to learn about new magical terms. Because I only knew one of these. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to name a magical word. Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you a type of magic and I want you to no. guess a word for it. Oh, I hate <laughs> come this. Up, come up with a word for it. This is the harder <laughs> way to do this. Uh. I just think that's, I think it's more fun because I, because you get to come up with your own words. Okay. We can, yeah. 
Look, you, I did just take a really big sip of this Woodford Reserve, which is a nicer alcohol than I can usually afford. So, okay. Are you down? I'm, I don't, it doesn't feel like I have a choice. Happy birthday. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, um, each of these magical terms are actually also the uh, title of, of various chapters, which is why they caught my eye. Oh, I never read chapter titles. <laughs> there's, how could you? There's right there. They're the biggest thing on the page. Okay, I'm just going to say this, but I do have my copy of my book sitting right next to me right now. Am I allowed to look at the table of contents? Wait, I'll try I it without. But... I don't think it has a table of contents also. I checked when I was trying Damn to look it. up these words. I had to oh, look God, it up I'm on the wiki. Oh my God, it doesn't. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is some nice book right. foley for everybody. Hold on. Wow. Sounds like a book, right? Very book. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Okay. What do you think the word for fortune telling or divination using a deck of cards is? Like a tarot reading? Yes, but we're looking for a word that is that form of magic oracle it is cartomancy nope never gonna get this i hate this game <laughs> we can uh are you okay there i knocked my mic with my book <laughs> <laughs> too much of that woodford reserve <laughs> um if you prefer i can give you the words and you can guess at what they mean honestly i don't think i'm gonna be good at this game in either direction but so whichever's, whichever you're going to have more fun with. Okay. So um, how about, I'll, I'll give you the words. Okay. So this word is, and you can blame this on me because I am certain that I am not pronouncing them right. So the first one was cartomancy, which mm -hmm. is uh, divination, fortune telling, using Through a deck cards. of cards. Yeah. This one is Oneromancy. Oneromancy. I hate this game. <laughs> um, Oneromancy. I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to go out and be like, it's uh, like scent based magic. Mm, I like that. It's wrong. I know. But I like it. Look, I'm rebranding it. A form of divination based <laughs> based upon dreams. So dream interpretation to predict the future. Okay. Okay. And the last one, my personal favorite, Luromancy. I just want you guys to know that when she said that in the room that we're standing in, the lights all dimmed and sexual healing started playing. <laughs> Okay, it's very weird. I've never I didn't I tell know, you what it is. <laughs> I didn't know that the house could do this and I'm a little scared. Are no, gonna... I have no idea. Is it like bug stuff? I don't know. Honestly, you're closer. <laughs> it is divination using what? Cats movements or jumps to predict future events. Do you feel good about that? I Romancy. 
It could maybe, be Iloromancy. Alexa, maybe that's the type of magic you're into. Cat divination? Yeah, yes. sign me up for that. Guys, I feel like this is our in with Alexa. I feel like we can win her over with this. <laughs> oh, wait. Sienna, did we even mention that this is Twitch's a twadcast? Oh. <laughs> Hi guys. 75 minutes in. <laughs> if Hi. you made it this far, this is Welcome. Twitch's a podcast. This is our po- it's also our birthday, you guys. We're it's it's Sagittarius season. We're celebrating. We're talking about a book we like. Sienna's drinking fancy booze. I'm drinking orange dream soda. <laughs> it's a, a fancy time. It's a fancy time. <laughs> a luromancy. Wow. Cat. Cat divination. I feel At like- first, when I first saw it, I was like, oh no, is it like like cutting open a cat? Like, you know, like the weird stuff. But no, no it's just like, here's the Wikipedia. If the cat turns its tail to a fire or any substituting heat source, it foretells a possible change in weather. Oh my gosh, Alexa. <laughs> Bowie has been trying to tell you, you guys have one of those portable heaters. And Bowie has <laughs> definitely been trying to tell you, she loves that portable heater. If Bowie being turned towards a heat source means that there's going to be a change in weather, then the weather always be changing. Okay, I have a last last quiz question for you. This one one will trump all of them. If you get this one right, then you you win the game. I hate this. Now I'm going to lose the game. Great. Who reads the audiobook? For the Night Circus. I have no idea. Why would I literally ask this of you and give it to you as a win-all question if it were not the one person wait, no, wait, who cares about reading an audiobook? Uh, 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 shit. He did Harry Potter. He did <laughs> Pushing Daisies. Um, uh, don't tell me. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll stand by. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God. I can literally hear the narration to Pushing Daisies laying in my head right now. <laughs> I don't know his name. Jim Dale. Bye. I know. <laughs> Jim Dale. Of course. Of I'm course. sorry. I literally just kept thinking Sir Ian McKellen. What? Like, <laughs> because you know what? Because Jim Dale should be knighted. I said it. Is he not knighted? No, otherwise he would be Sir Jim Dale. You don't get knighted and I then not mean, use the sir in your name. <laughs> I mean, he just seems like someone who would have. He is in the Guinness Book of World Records for having created the most voices. He's clearly a treasure. He absolutely, that's what I'm saying. He absolutely should be knighted. <laughs> Guys, okay. let's get let's get Jim Dale knighted. Somebody make a hashtag of that. I could follow this internet movement to the ends of the earth. If he's not already, it just seems like he would be. Alexa, there is a 0% chance that if he was knighted, we wouldn't know his name was Sir Jim Dale. Because we always it. just say- I'm doing it. I'm taking my phone up? off airplane mode. I'm just going to look Okay, this is important. You know what? Jim Dale. Jim Dale, MBE, is an English actor, narrator, singer, songwriter. So he is a whatever of the British Empire. He is knighted. 
MBE meeting. I can't remember what MBE stands for. <laughs> MBE meeting. It's um, an abbreviation for member of the order of the British Empire. What does that mean? Most excellent order of the British Empire. That's, that's not what my Google says. What's I think the difference that makes between you an OBE, MBE, CBE? All right. British listeners right now are losing their shit with us. You guys. Okay. Look, it's fine. Somebody can tell us if they want to tell us. <laughs> and we just won't worry about it. Okay. Um, moving All that onward. to say, <laughs> holy crap, I did not know that he narrated this. I literally suffered through reading a fourth book this year <laughs> when I could have listened to Jim Dale read a book I already love. Damn, I am going to go download that. Yeah, um, that factoid is courtesy of Caleb, who when he was gearing up for our night circus themed birthday party oh those many years ago um listen to the audiobook with jim dale well dang okay also yes that was a not so subtle brag that we did a few years back we had a night circus birthday party i'll post pictures in our stories on instagram about it um it was i had a good time it was delightful. And Alexa had the most beautiful dress on, you guys. It was like oh. this like delicate, it's like white and tulle with this delicate, beautiful black set. You'll see in the pictures on Instagram. It was so freaking cute. And if anyone's curious, I'm pretty sure I got it at Mod Cloth, but like before Mod Cloth was like owned by Walmart. Owned by Walmart and like the way it is. Mod no cloth, advertise with us. <laughs> no offense, mod cloth, but like you know what's happening. You do. It's it's obvious. Okay. Um back to the story we were talking about, which is the book, The Night Circus. Yes. Um, I do have a night circus question for you. Oh, okay. I also have one for you. I bet they're the same. Okay. Well, that seems fair. Do we say them at the same time? No, people will hate that audio-wise. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so as I explained earlier, the contest is graded through the creation of multiple tints in the circus. And so I was going to ask, if you could spend the entire night, but you could only go into one of the tents described in the night circus, what tent would it be? Okay, first of all, they're different questions. Oh, neat. Second of all, I think, I think I don't know for sure that I would be able to walk away from the popcorn caramel apple situation long enough <laughs> to get into a tent. Like I would just eat and watch the clock. Yo, the clock, the circus, right? this one of a kind clock that changes on the hour and has all of these wonderful elements and subtle and like it tells whole stories and it moves literally every second the clock is changing but it's changing so subtly that you I don't know that's all I would want to do I would just want to eat caramel apples and watch that clock I get it I get it sometimes when they describe the the human statues I'm like I could hang out and just watch the statues sure they're like a less creepier version of like yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> the people that, you know, paint themselves and stand in the French Quarter and, and freak you out. Yeah. So the premise of the circus itself is the, the man who 
creates it essentially uh, is his 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 primary concern is creating the unordinary like is creating like the bizarre but in like a classy way the character's name is Chandrash and yeah. he is it's a tragic storyline tragic and like probably my favorite storyline in the book because of it i think it's fascinating hey we normally do hard spoilers are we going to hard spoiler this I think we can talk about it without doing any hard spoilers. It's not like so much of the magic of the book is less about these like plot Plot events and more about the world that's created. That's very true. I think we can probably, I think we can avoid, avoid the spoilers. No harm or foul if, if they happen. But Alexa, how about you? Where would you hang out other than watching the, uh, the human statues. Ooh, um, tough call. There is a cloud tent. Yeah, I think that would be great. <laughs> a ton of like a cl- it's called the cloud maze, uh, where you can bounce amongst clouds and climb up very very high and leap down, and it sounds very magical. Uh. I that it's tough though. Would you have your cards read by Isabel? Maybe. I feel like I would be in the mood for it since I would be at the night circus. I'd be like, let's get some tarot cards. Let's do it. Let's okay. It would be the one place. It would be one of the few places where I'd be like this place is actually magical, so I'm going to Trust what this woman has to say. Right? Mm-hmm. I will say I recently had um, a reading done when I was at Babes Fest here in Austin. And that was like the exact setting where I was like, if I'm going to have a reading done in a public setting, it's going to be this like totally like women's centric event that is this like beautiful three day festival here in Austin that's all women and non binary artists. And I was just like, the vibe was so intense and I was just like, yeah, this is where you get this t- done. Like you, you have someone here read the energy <laughs> and it was great. So I cried in public. So, <laughs> well, I don't need someone to read my cards to make me cry in public. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. As we have mentioned many times on this podcast, you girls are criers. Cry forever. But that can lead us into um, the thing that I researched cool. this week, mm-hmm. which is, uh, hey, Alexa. Hey, Sienna. Do you know the difference between all the different types of cards? Oh, like tarot cards? Yeah, but have you heard like moon cards, oracle cards? Nope, that would be a strong nope for me. Please okay. explain because well, I do not know. I see the like beautiful illustrations that people create and put on Instagram and I like I do enjoy those, but I don't I don't really know what they are or what they mean. Okay, well, one, I really thought you would have at least heard of moon cards, but it's fine. We can I mean, I've seen the phrase, but yeah. I don't understand how it's different. Okay. 
So I did some research on this today. I knew a little bit about it, but it's kind of like a square is a rectangle situation. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like a tarot deck is a specific thing. It's 78 cards. They have major, minor, major or minor arcana. And then- I think it's arcana. <laughs> They have major or minor arcana. And then from there, there are four like houses For record, or suites. I only know that because I did go out of my way to look up how to pronounce it because I did not know. Good for you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> from there, um, it's like in the deck, then it goes to like four suites, four like different houses which are cups swords wands and pentacles Fendor, slytherin hufflepuff ravenclaw gryffindor and pentacles yes exactly i mean not exactly but you're not like not wrong either (laughs) um yeah wands cups swords pentacles cool and oracle cards are kind of like they can be whatever deck you build them to be, you know? They can have as many cards as you want. They can be focused on something specific or something super broad. Um, so like the deck that Isabel has in this story seems to be like a super traditional tarot deck. It was like handed down to her through like a generation, which I think is really cool. I have a deck, but it is, I just bought it for myself. It's not like I didn't, it wasn't given to me from somebody, but basically Oracle cards, whatever you want them to be. So moon cards, soul cards, they kind of fall under that section. And then tarot deck is like a very specific deck, like a tarot, tarot cards are a specific number, a specific, like a deck of cards. They have a very, you have to have X, Y, and Z in them. Okay, I get you. So, because weren't tarot card tarot cards? They're like originally like a card game. It's like a regular. They can be used as like a regular card game. Was my understanding from my like brief wiki research? Um, I honestly that may have been true, but it hasn't been true for a very long time. If it was true, um, well, they were saying. They used to be just like regular cards and then somewhere in the late 1700s, that's the first actual time that there's recorded proof of them being used in some sort of occult setting. Yeah. Well, and that's the idea that like, you know, uh, we see decks of cards used in symbology all the time from like Treasure Island to, you know, like Muppets Treasure Island. (laughs) yeah from treasure island to muppets treasure island you see decks of cards used actually i think in (laughs) maybe they use a book in treasure island now that i'm thinking about it do they use the bible in treasure island they definitely use cards in muppets treasure island okay well sure (laughs) Just kidding, they don't, but they do have the black spot. So watch. I was gonna say it feels like you would know better than I whether or not they use that in Muppets Treasure Island. 
That's true. Caleb is a big fan. I was literally like, I know he's obsessed with it. So, <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, neat. That's cool. Um, I did come up with like a cool debate room if you want to, if you want to do a debate room. Yes. Let's go into the debate room. So here is my, sorry, I'm sorry. I have to curtsy again really quickly as we're moving into this next room here. Don't forget the skirt play. Yes. Hello. Thank you for coming with us. Listener, come, come along. Of course. So, um, in the debate room, (laughs) um, we have this whole book is set up as a sort of competition between two magical methods mm-hmm. we, of the two older guys that pit the children against each other. We have Alexander and we have Prospero the Enchanter and their two methods of magic. As a basic breakdown, Alexander is believes in a more book and study based and uh, removed, removed and written down form of magic whereas prospero believe and he and alexander believes that anyone can be taught whereas prospero believes in innate talent over teaching and also um i guess the like physical presence of the illusions of performing them yourself instead of you know creating them separately in a way. Did I get that right? How would you describe it? Yeah, I know. I feel like that's right. Um, Prospero is one, like way more performative, um, just like in his method of living than Mr. A.H. He doesn't have a name. That's like his whole thing is that he literally – he constantly lives in a world of illusion. No one knows anything about him. But I yes. So I guess do you have a preference on who you would like to defend? Is that the debate room? Yeah. I think I would like to go. I want to be team Prospero. Prospero. And Celia. <laughs> okay. That works for me. Why? All right, then I <laughs> that that works for me. It seems to me it seems to me the actual winner of the competition is Alexander and Marco. Excuse me, the actual winner of the competition is definitely Celia and Prospero. The only reason Marco survives is because of her. No, that is not true. She is the one who is at the end, falling apart at the seams, trying to keep all the magic going, where he had it under control, fueled through his fire. Dude, he was just... (laughs) He's literally determined to be less important to the circus than she is. That would be the clear loser to me. No, he has just as much happening in the circus without it, like, physically exhausting him. I feel like we're arguing over a different point than we were originally trying to argue over, which was which school of magic, like of teaching was the better move. But here we are dying on this oh, hill. Sure. I mean, we can do that one too. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Alexander's method of teaching, I mean, obviously both men are like supremely fucked up. They're and horrible. Guys, not when okay. we mean teaching, we mean the two options here are to be completely isolated 
from literally everything in your, in, in your life except for these books or to go through physical and emotional literal torture to be good at magic. Like it is neither option is a good place to hang out. Nope. Um, but I think in terms of actual teaching methods, Alexander's worked better because Marco actually understood what he was doing, whereas Celia could never actually put words to how she did her magic. Whereas Marco could point to his facts and his figures and his symbols on paper and say, this is what I am doing. But I think she is more powerful for that. She does not lose the forest for the trees, you know? She can achieve more than Marco can achieve because she knows how to build things without wasting time on, like, things that necessarily are, you know, aren't as important. She she sees the bigger picture than he does. Okay. I mean, that's true. I think, you know, in the end, that's why it's they're destined to be together and end up being a a perfect tragic pair. Also for real y'all, I just feel like if you're someone who is into that like this book has some um some some sort of like princess bride stardusty aspects to it where it has like adventure and battle but there's also like this deep love romantic storyline that runs through it. So if you're into that stuff, read this book. Um but also that moment when they kiss in the like library is just so romantic. It is very cute and perfect and wonderful. It's cute and perfect and wonderful. So I'd say no matter which side you take, we highly recommend reading The Night Circus. Yeah, everybody read The Night Circus if you haven't. If you like books, um, if you don't like reading books, freaking listen to Jim Dale do it. I bet he's amazing. I am certain of it. Um, Jim Dale is a gift. <laughs> yes. With that, should we move into our wrap-up room, which we uh, discussed last time as being like a, a greenhouse filled with plants, and I love that. Sure. Yeah. Down to move on. Yeah. Everyone come with us. Move, we're moving into our wrap-up room. Thanks for joining us here for another um, talking about magic and culture. Uh, this has been The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. And it's a delightful book. We highly recommend. And if you know us personally, we'd be happy to let you borrow our copy. Yeah, for real, seriously. Except for mine, it is about to be with somebody else for a little while, but you can have it <laughs> after that. Um, if you have any questions for us or want to hang out with us, you can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Twitches Podcast. You can email us at twitchespodcast at gmail.com. Um, we like hearing from you guys. It's a ton of fun. And every other Tuesday. So we release these every other Tuesday. And then in the alternate Tuesdays, we do a little Instagram story where we ask everybody how they weigh in on our most recent episodes. So if you want to get involved, come hang out with us and cast your vote. We like hearing from you. Um, other than that. Other than um, that, uh, happy birthday, Sienna. Happy birthday. We should talk about uh, our next episode. We should. Oh, we didn't get to talk about the twins. Oh, also, there are literal there are twitches in this book. We should stop and talk about that really quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, I think that pretty much covers it. They're they're kids that are born at the 
opening on the opening night of the circus fraternal twins fraternal twins oh and there's literally a passage in there where Chandras is like disappointed that mm-hmm. they're fraternal and not identical. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's how it's going to be forever. The rest <laughs> of your lives are going to be like that, you guys. <laughs> um, but yes, there are twitches. Good stuff. Um, yeah. But our next episode, which is going to be coming out um, a little later in December, we thought we would do like a fun holiday episode. Um, so we're going to watch the chilling adventures of Sabrina's Christmas special from last winter. Yes. I'm so excited. I really enjoy this new Sabrina. It is full witchy. I mean, like contemporary witchy in a good way. I have straight up not watched any of it yet. So my promise to you guys, the listener, is that I'm going to try and uh, watch. I'm tr- I'm going to try and get caught up at least to the Christmas special by the time we record the Christmas special. But we're going to be recording it at home and we're going to watch it together and record together. And I think that's going to be a really good time. It's going to be so nice. Yay, Christmas. Yay, and the holiday season the holiday and whatever season. you celebrate. Woo. Uh, 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 uh. Um, other than that, I guess we'll see you guys then. We'll see you then. Oh, and I will say, as the Night Circus also reminds us, which we did not touch upon, but uh, hey, Night hey. Circus reminder to not do love spells. Hey, don't do love spells. Don't do love spells, you guys. And hey, like the night circus. Be reminded. <laughs> hey, Santa. Hey, hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yee-hoo. Uh, <laughs> all right. See you guys next time. Bye. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wow, mean, it's I only 7.41. Fuck yeah, I can watch The Mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday.